three feet away, staring at her with the palest blue eyes and the sharpest glistening teeth, was a wolf. The girl stood very still, watching the beast, its gaze fixed upon her. She waited. She closed her eyes to block it out, her heart beating fast and her breathing shallow and unsteady. She listened to the creature and heard the same sound, the same panic. The child and the wolf both locked in fear. Slowly, the girl began to unpick herself from the brambles, pulling the thorns one by one from her legs, twisting out of her little hooded coat until it was all the briars could claim. She stepped out of the thicket and saw what held the wolf. It was trapped in an ugly mouth of iron teeth. Her four-year-old instinct took hold. It told her to free the desperate wild thing, and so, picking up a rock, she struck the trap over and over until it gave and the bleeding paw of the wolf was released. For a moment, the beast looked at the girl, its eyes in hers, hers in its, and for just a second, they knew each other's thoughts. In the distance, a voice called out, two voices. Ruby? Ruby? Where are you? The wolf held her gaze just a second longer. Its beautiful eyes, crystal blue and ringed with violet, gleamed. Then it turned and melted into the darkness of the forest, and the wolf, like a wisp of smoke, was gone. An Ordinary Kid When Ruby was six, she was entered by the junior chess club, known as the Pawns, in a local city tournament. Game one, she found herself drawn against Mr. Karakowski not the opponent anyone would wish to be sitting opposite for their very first public game. At least, not unless that person wanted to get home early so they could watch Tiny Tunes. Mr. Karakovsky had been a big champion in his heyday and had played chess against many famous Russians. Now he was an old man with a sharp brain. Not as sharp as it had been, but he was still a grand master and the best chess player in the state. Ruby looked at him across the table. He had a nice face, his eyes watery and gray, looked like they might have seen the woes of the world. This man knew what it was to yearn for something and struggle to get it. She could see what he was going to do ten moves ahead. She lost the game skillfully. Mr. Karakovsky was very generous about his win. He smiled kindly, shook her hand, and thanked her for being such a challenging opponent. He was a gracious winner, a good sport. Seventeen-year-old Caspar Peterson smirked. He wasn't surprised she'd lost. He didn't see there was any way this squirt of a six-year-old girl was going to win against a champion. She wasn't going to win against anyone. Ruby Redfort challenged Caspar to a game. He casually accepted. She beat him in five easy moves. He was an ungracious loser, a bad sport. Ruby had been reluctant to beat old Mr. Karakovsky. She had no such qualms about thrashing Caspar Peterson. Some several years later. Chapter One, A Positive Mental Attitude The only thing to fear is the blue Alaskan wolf, which, by the way, doesn't exist. These words were spoken by Samuel Colt a former special agent turned environmentalist. Now he had taken up work as a spectrum survival trainer. He was a tall, well-built man, getting on in years, but still in good shape. The kind of guy you wanted to have on side, 
the kind of guy you would be relieved to have show up, and the kind of guy you would hope to see standing on the horizon if you found yourself lost. Unless, of course, he was the reason you had tried to get lost in the first place. If so, your heart might sink more than a little. Cald had a large gray mustache and shoulder-length hair. He wore a wide-brimmed hat and clothes that gave him the look of a trapper. He wouldn't have looked out of place had he traveled back in time a hundred years. He had seen it all and survived it all, and he knew what he was talking about. There was nothing unfriendly about Sam Colt. A little straight-talking, perhaps, but never cruel. Cruelty has no place in the wilderness. You sometimes need to be single-minded, tough as an old lasso, but you don't gotta be cruel. He believed in that. You don't kill unless you have to, and if you have to, you make it quit. Blue wolves you don't gotta concern yourself with, he continued. But regular wolves, people.